Welcome to the One in Five of Us Changing the Mental Health Landscape podcast. We are working to stop the stigma and start the conversation about mental health. One in five people will experience a mental health condition, but it takes on average eight to 10 years for someone to seek treatment. Hi, I'm Nancy Eigelmiller, the founder and executive director of One in Five, and I'm thrilled to host this podcast to help educate our community around mental health and wellness and to empower you to start the conversation. And I'm Kayla Wood, the social media specialist at One in Five. Together, we can stop the stigma and start the conversation. You belong here. We belong together. All right. So today we are talking with Delaney and Carmen. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here. And we are just going to go ahead and jump right in. I'll start with Delaney. So can you tell us what year you are in school and uh, what school you're attending? Yeah, I go to Xavier University, and this is my senior year. Awesome, awesome. And then Carmen, same question. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I'm a second year, and I'm at UC. All right, awesome. Um, so jumping right in, um, what were some of the biggest challenges of being in school last spring when everything kind of like hit all at once? Um, I think for me, it was mostly just kind of adjusting to like the shock of everything. Um, at first I myself wasn't super concerned about everything. I knew what was going on like up in China and everything. Um, but I honestly didn't really think that it would come down to the U.S., so when it did, I was sort of in shock for a little bit, Um, and so that was kind of something that I had to get over pretty quickly because everything just moved really fast and had to um, adjust to my Zoom classes and studying at home again. That was interesting. Just It kind of reminded me of being back in high school and (laughs) just doing my homework in my room and having my family around and stuff, um, which was good at times. It was just a little bit, it was just different and not really what I was used to. Um, And I think one of the other big challenges that I had was just feeling like I kind of lacked some independence um, because I was kind of pushed out of my life here at Xavier and my apartment and, um, back under my parents' roof. And like I said, it was nice at times, but also just, yeah, it just wasn't what I was used to throughout the entire year. And I was kind of looking forward to finishing out my junior year um, at school and with all my friends and everything. So um, yeah, I think just adjusting to everything, the new normal was, was a big challenge. Yeah, I agree. My first like initial reaction, I feel like we found out like on an afternoon and like all my friends were like studying in the library and we had a chemistry exam the next day. So like my first reaction was, I hope the exam gets canceled, which it didn't. (laughs) Um, So at first it was just like excitement and like confusion, like what's happening. Um, But then we got let out for spring break and they're like, they said like the dean sent out an email and he's like yeah you guys aren't coming back and so then it kind of hit and I was like what like I didn't think it was as serious I didn't even know like it was so big on an international level at that point um I didn't know anything about like the deaths happening like it was just very much like this has impacted my life and I didn't know how much it had impacted everyone else's too 
And then I think studying at home, like with my brothers at home too, and my parents at home was kind of like chaotic, like all of us on like online meetings. Um, and then like adjusting to like Zoom, like never had heard of that. And like figuring out and like, there were so many like challenges. And I feel like it was also very close to like finals. So I think my work ethic just dropped. Um, even though I technically had more free time, um, I was just at home, but like, I just had no motivation to finish yeah, the absolutely. year. Out. And that, that actually leads like really well into the next thing that we wanted to talk about is how did like being quarantined and being, I guess, like at home and not at school, um, impact your mental health and wellness? Yeah, I think, um, I think basically like the isolation quarantine period was very lonely and, um watching the news every day was very stressful because like I kind of have like entries from like my phone or just like on the notes app I was writing like just my thoughts because sometimes I couldn't sleep at night so I was like what is happening with the world and I think I'm like a big planner and like very type a personality and so to like lose all control of my life and like feeling like I have no idea what's gonna happen tomorrow was crazy because I remember like I was like oh this will blow over by the summer and it did it and then like it continued and they're like oh even for school this year like it's gonna be pretty much online and so I think like I kept having hope and then it kept getting crushed and it just kept getting worse I kind of wish I hadn't like had so many like expectations or like hopes at the start of quarantine where I was like it'll it'll be done because it just kept extending and so I think it was just like very draining yeah Yeah. Delaney yeah, I feel like I had some of the same experiences. Um, I think at first, like I was saying, I was more in shock. And so I felt like I wasn't really overly anxious. Like I feel like a lot of people were. I was more just, it just kind of felt like I was in a daze and just wasn't, I don't know. I think I was just trying to grasp in my mind what was going on. Um, but as like, I think that initial shock kind of wore off, I started to feel more anxious and just kind of scared for the future, a little bit less hopeful about what was going to happen. Um, and kind of like what Carmen was saying, less motivated to, to finish my schoolwork and everything and even do things like exercise and stuff like that. Um, got a little bit harder. Um, and even though I was with my family, there were definitely some lonely moments. Um, and just missing friends and stuff and knowing that friends that I had um, that I like went to preschool with and all that were like around the corner from me at a, in a different neighborhood, but we couldn't see each other. It was kind of um, sad as well. Um, Cause that was one of the things that I was looking forward to going home. I was like thinking, well, this is a bad situation, but I mean, what are some of the good things that can happen? And, I was thinking about seeing friends that I probably wouldn't have been able to see, seeing my family, but um, the reality was just not, not doing that, that just staying at home. So that was definitely interesting to, to grasp my mind around. Yeah. yeah. So when you think about going back to school, um, what has that, what has that felt like going back to school this fall? Because both of you have talked about the fact that you're, it's, it's not, the way that you anticipated it was going to be, it's still different. I think I've liked kind of like 
going back to school in the sense that like it's given me a routine again because I think during like the quarantine period in summer it was just like I had nothing to do every day and it was just like go as a day kind of progresses and like wouldn't leave my house all day long and so I feel like school has given me some more structure back into my life um and I kind of talk to my friends more so it's kind of like become more like life was Mm -hmm. before but yeah I agree that it's given me more of a routine which has been nice um even though classes are mostly online I still have designated times throughout my day where I'm in class and then take a break you know eat lunch um and then I have swim practice at a certain time so it's definitely the structure I think has helped um my just thought process of each day um And yeah, it's definitely not, you know, exactly what I was hoping it would be. I, I was sort of hoping that things would be back to normal by, by the fall, but I think for our situation, I think my school is doing a good job with everything and that we're in good shape for whatever happens next in terms of vaccines and maybe getting a little bit back more back to normal. Um, So that's given me some hope. So were you worried or anxious at all about returning to school, given the numbers and the um, challenges that COVID presents? I was a little bit nervous, yeah, um, especially because I'm from California, so it was pretty bad um, back where I was. And so I think just traveling and, you know, being on a plane and everything was scary and being in a new state and not knowing what was going on too much in, in Ohio and And at first it was pretty different from California. Um, But yeah, since then it's been a little bit better, but yeah, I was, I was nervous Um, just with everyone coming back from different places um, was a little bit scary to think about. Yeah, I totally agree. I think my initial reaction was like, Oh no, like, like I feel, I felt, I thought like UC was going to close in two weeks. I was like, college students aren't going to listen. Like they're going to party. They're not going to wear masks, but I think people, most people, I think most students have been pretty good on like following all the procedures. I think UC has, um, like tried to make almost all of his classes online and then even like dining centers, like they're really socially distant. So I think like, and I'm surprised UC has still stayed open. Like it's pretty big school. So I think it's been, I was stressed, but I think I've like, it's gone down and now it feels safer. Um, so how has like COVID and like all of these new restrictions and everything and like not really being like Delaney, like what you were saying, you weren't really able to like hang out with your friends when you came back. Um, how has like all of that stuff impacted both of your mental health? I feel like for a while it kind of, for me, it sort of jumped around. Like, I feel like I had um, a lot of mood swings. I would have better days than others. Um, And I think after a little bit of time being at home and kind of navigating what we could and couldn't do, and we started doing like the backyard hangouts and um, sitting six feet apart and everything, like we started being creative um in the ways that we um saw each other so on those days it would be a lot better and just i i don't think i've ever appreciated like human interaction as much as i did um during this period and i think we just take that for granted so much um 
So those, those days seeing people, even if we were far away, definitely lifted my spirits and my mood. Um, but then there were obviously other days where it was harder and, um, you know, just like watching the news or hearing about what was going on, hearing people who have gotten COVID and, um, things like that. So, um, those days were definitely harder, but I think for me, it's mostly just been a lot of confusing emotions, I guess, um, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I think being back at school now, um, and having a routine and, you know, having a set plan at Xavier, um, I think has helped kind of the ups and downs a little bit. I feel a little bit more just, just feel better overall. Um, mm-hmm. and just, yeah, like my mood is just regulated a little bit better now. Um, having like a set plan for everything. Yeah. And one question, I know that we are talking to a couple schools this week and they were just talking about the impact of when somebody actually gets COVID, how people react to it. Have you guys been in a situation where you know any students or a teacher that has been diagnosed with COVID and then the reaction that you see? So I actually like for one of my classes, they made us sign up to become like contact tracers. And so I had a call with someone who had tested positive for the coronavirus. And we basically have to tell them to like quarantine uh, or like isolate technically and like tell them to like if they need anything, like if they're a student on campus, like for um food and all that and when I called her she was just like so shocked and she's like like she's like I don't know what to do she's like I think I'm gonna go crazy she's like you really mean like I have to stay in my house for 10 days she's like what about food and she I was like could you um get someone else to get groceries for you or like can you order food and she's like yeah she's like I'm just asking her like what concerns she had like did she have any roommates and she's like the only concern I have is that I'm gonna go crazy (laughs) she's like I don't think I can be in an apartment by myself for that long and she's like kind of feel like like feel diseased you know like feel weird and isolated so like that's the only person that I've talked to who's like been positive for corona and her response was just so sad and I was like like yeah like I don't even know how to help you like just gotta get through it yeah um on my swim team one of the freshmen which was really unfortunate she like pretty much the day she moved in she got a call from back at home that one of her friends tested positive. So she went and got tested right away and got her results back within 24 hours and she had it as well. Um, and so she had to go back home and quarantine. And the day before she moved in, she and the rest of the freshman class on the swim team had gone out to dinner together with their parents and everything. So then everyone who was at that dinner had to quarantine as well. Um, and so it was a really weird situation with the freshmen, um, all of us upperclassmen, you know, gonna, we were getting ready to meet them at practice that week, but they had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, and I know that there was some, I don't want to say bullying, but there was some just kind of things going on with the class. They, they were mad at this girl. Um, and it was just, it was an interesting situation because obviously she couldn't help it. You know, everyone was around their friends during the quarantine. And so, um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming she was as careful as she could be, but this is not really something we can control. And so that was kind of sad to see that the freshmen were kind of blaming her and kind of 
ostracizing her. And um, I think it's gotten better since they've all been back on campus. Um, but that was kind of a, a sad way to start the year, knowing that the freshmen were already kind of divided in their opinions about um, COVID and everything. And I just kept trying to, we had a meeting with the freshman girls with our coach kind of about their, their behaviors. And we are just kind of trying to tell them like, we can't control this. There's probably going to be a point in time this year where one of you gets it. And then whoever you are with has to quarantine as well. So we can't go around blaming each other for what happened. We just have to accept it and, and move on with it and, and check in with each other. We can't, we can't be, you know, we can't say mean things to each other because that's just not going to help the situation. The person's already isolated and they need support more than anything during this time. So, um, yeah, that was, that was like the only situation I've had so far. Um, so, yeah. So hard though. I mean, it's, it's like you, you don't, if you're doing everything that you can do and you still get it, it's not, you know, it's not your fault. And it's, um, we've decided that we're going to be in situations where we're trying to get back to normal and things are going to happen. And how do we still continue to um, support each other and do what we need to do, especially if somebody is sick and they're feeling isolated, what does that look like and how can we help? So um, the next question, what have you learned that helps you deal with the challenges of COVID during this time? What are the new things that you've incorporated into your I life? I would like say that overall, I've become more conscious about my mental health and like realize that I need to like, it's not selfish to like hang out if I'm like wearing a mask and socially distant. Um, Cause I think I thought I was being selfless by staying at home all the time and like protecting everyone. Right. And like not going out, but then that just ended up hurting me more. So I think that like kind of a balance of like going out and meeting friends, but like not taking your mask off and stuff like that. Um, and then I would say that the other thing is probably like trying not to be, or try not to think too much of the future. Um, Cause I know a lot of my friends are getting through the semester. Like it's okay. Like spring semester will be in person. And I'm like, if it isn't like you guys are going to have like kind of crash, you know, like, cause that's what you're placing all your hope on. So I think like taking it day by day, um, not having too many like expectations for the future, how it's going to turn out and probably limiting the news like intake and not listening to everything that um you hear on the news yeah yeah I agree I feel like after a while I didn't feel like the news was good for my mental health so I kind of limited my my viewing of that as well um I think while I was home I did a lot of painting with my sister. That was kind of like a new hobby that we did, which was really fun. Um, something we hadn't done in so long. Um, but it was, it was good to just, it was a nice way to get your mind off of what was going on. Um, and I've tried to incorporate that back at school as well. It's a little bit more challenging with work now, but, um, yeah, I think just getting new hobbies, Googling, you know, stuff to do. I think that was what we kind of did. Um, there's tons of stuff out there that you can get into. Um, and I've also incorporated some like meditation, you know, just like, um, like headspace, like apps like that, um, have helped. 
Um, and just even taking like five minutes out of the day, just to like decompress a little bit, like not think about anything, just, you know, lay down for five minutes or something. I think that's really helped me as well. Just take it day by day. Don't overthink things, you know, like stretching out for like a week or so, you know, just focus on what you can control day by day. Um, and then another thing that's helped me is just trying to find the good out of the situation, thinking about even though the situation is, is hard, what has been good that has happened. And for me, when I was back at home, it was being able to see my friends and I wasn't planning on staying or going back home over the summer this, this year, I was going to stay here in my apartment. And so I was sort of thinking, you know, at first I was like, Oh, I'm lacking independence. Like I, I need to be in my own space. But at the same time, I was like, this might be the last time I will live with my family, like for a, a certain amount of time, because once I graduate, I don't know what'll happen, <laughs> but I was kind of thinking like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to appreciate being with my family. And, um, cause this might be the last time that, you know, it's somewhat normal living with them. Um, so yeah, I think just finding good things that come out of, of bad situations helped me as well really good just building up those resiliency skills to figure out what works for you self-care self-care what does your self-care look like has your school like has i have either of your schools provided any like resources or anything for like mental well-being or anything dealing with the pandemic i know that um we have a a wellness group um that's led by one of our um, like counselors on campus, um, Mm -hmm. and they have an Instagram account and they post a lot of things like graphics about, you know, just ways to, to deal with stress or, you know, um, just like tips on how to navigate, um, college. And, um, they post like recipes for like dorms and like, just like helpful stuff like that. And so they've kind of incorporated, um, things on COVID this year, um, mostly on Instagram, but they also post things around campus. Um, and then they have meetings, um, and just kind of reminding students that there is help. There's health services that you can go to if you need to talk, um, things like that. And I know that there's, um, like a COVID resource team, um, that has been put together for students that have been exposed or have COVID and are quarantining. And I know they, they check in with the students um, like multiple times a week just to see if they need anything um, and like how they're doing and stuff like that. So I think that's, that's good. Um, especially if you're in quarantine, if you're in quarantine, they need to be checked in on. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought that was good that they put together that team this year. I think for UC they've expanded the, their caps. Um, I like, their counseling services but I think it's also like I think just during this time and I and I also know UC has like the COVID watch team which kind of deals with like the virus and I think if someone needs mental health services they redirect them but I think overall I think during this like whole time I think even if you are at a university that has really good mental health like support it's just been so hard to like I think find it and like reach out and like make an appointment. So I think there probably is stuff. I just not that aware of it. Yeah. And that's totally fair. I mean, there's, there's a lot that 
you guys are dealing with, with being in classes in the middle of a pandemic. So it is, it's hard. It's like just to, to figure out what the thing is that's going to work for you and to figure out what's available and, mm-hmm. and do take it day by day and do what works for you. It's mm-hmm. the most important thing. You're allowed to be selfish during this time frame. So Delaney and Carmen, thank you for being with us today. Your, uh, your uh, insight into the college um, student um, situation and how COVID has impacted you, not only your academic, but also your mental wellness. Um, and we really appreciate it, you coming on and spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about this episode, you can check out our show notes and access additional information on our website at 1n5.org. We ask that you please subscribe, rate, write a review, or share this podcast with anyone you think may be interested in hearing more about how we're changing the mental health landscape. Again, I'm Nancy. And I'm Kayla. And we hope you'll join us next time as we talk with two local high school students, Elena and Dia, about their experiences during the COVID pandemic and the impact it's had on their mental health. We'll see you then. You belong here. We belong.